Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, everybody. It's Friday night. Oh, my God, Audrey. Every Friday night, it's, it's like a weekly thing. It is a weekly thing. It just happens. Every week, it becomes Friday night. It's like Monday forever. Tuesday kind of goes by quick. Wednesday is like, whoa, because you're sliding down. Thursday is like a blur. And all of a sudden, it's Friday night. And we get the honor and the privilege of hanging out behind the mics, talking to the coolest men and women, making Pittsburgh's tech sector do its thing. It is. It's a lot of fun. It is that cool. It, it's just so amazing. Some of the work that we do at the Tech Council um, really just, not does it just matter, but it really blows my mind. So, for example, we had sheets in a few weeks ago. And sheets, as in like the food, the food, the, the awesome red restaurant, as I call it. it. It's like nothing but red signs along Route 22. Right. And it's like the oasis mm-hmm. where these And everything. where they have been able to really yeah. replicate a model of consistency that's pretty amazing. That's what it is. It's a model of consistency. But, you know, so they, like everyone else, is uh, looking for innovation. Right. And uh, I had a chance to take them over to Shell Games. And huh. uh, well, <laughs> Shell Games and Sheets hanging out in the same room. It was great. That could be really interesting. It was great. They brought some of their um, mid-level it. leaders to come and hang out. And the first thing about Shell Games that's so cool, first yeah. of all, the whole story about Jesse Shell. But yeah. second is when you go up to their second floor over there at Station Square and yeah. you're looking out, you mm-hmm. actually feel like you're on a ship. You do. That's a, that's a, that's a really good point when you it's say like, it that way. It's like, I'm yeah. on a ship. You can, and like, I get the river, seasick. The river's right out there in so front So I'm always like, oh, <laughs> I don't know if I could work up there. <laughs> you get but right in it. our backyard, I know. we have one of the biggest game developers and designers. Absolutely. You know, we, haven't right had, here. we haven't had shell games on the air in a while. No, we need to get it's them been, back it's on been the a air. I told them I was, I was headed okay. to radio, so it was very cool. To just hang with them and see the work that they're doing, and I mean everything from the medical field, I know, to just good old fashioned game design. Um, it's right here. It's right here. And you know, how, you know how cool mashing that up with a company like Sheets. That's yeah, but they do a game. lot of mashups. They exactly. really right. are really trying to understand um, their focus in in uh, helping innovation and creativity. So, so Sheets was in town for a couple days. Who else did you... Uh, well, they, they've had a chance to meet yeah. a whole bunch of entrepreneurs. I took them over to Carnegie Mellon. And, uh, you know, they're excited. It opens their horizons. They made a commitment mm-hmm. to understand what their strategy is as they move ahead. You know what? Sheets needs to put a counter in at our new space in Nova Place when we move in in November. We could have, like, a cool Sheets coffee service and a little <laughs> MTO counter so we can make sandwiches anytime we wanted. So does it need a human with it? No, let's let's make this completely autonomous. You know my dream. Oh my gosh, that's a great idea. You know my dream of the robotic nacho arm. Now we need something that's it doesn't be robotic necessarily, but somehow an automated system that would supply us with piping hot, fresh, great coffee and sandwiches. Really, donuts too. I'm I'm throwing in. I'm putting the whole thing in donuts as well. We should talk to them. That's really interesting. We'll have to talk to them. They can put a cool sign up on our counter saying sheets. (laughs) 
<laughs> we got good stuff. <laughs> I think it's great. It's urban sheets because most of what right. they do is not urban. Right. No, it's all like in your in Very the suburbs interesting. of Pittsburgh, you know? And I love going there. Like, honestly, like when I drive to my in-laws on the other side of the state, you take 22 or if you're driving out to Penn right. State to go mountain biking, there's like 10 sheets along the way. I count them. And you like to stop because it's always fun to get something. Like I'm always loading up on caffeine, right? You know, and then yeah, they, and you they are. got great food. Lucky they got great donuts. Us. So I'm just Lucky saying, for us I that you are. I think it's cool. So maybe they need an urban sheets and that right. can be based out of our new space in Nova Place. So I'm just as we get into October, <laughs> we're we're trying to uh remember that it's our twenty second twenty second? Twenty two, absolutely. Tech fifty. Isn't that crazy? Almost a quarter century of like honoring the fastest growing, most innovative tech companies. Yeah, tech so that's always just a fun night on august 25th and we're ramping up for that we're also ramping up for our three rivers educational technology conference and uh our keynote speaker is a gentleman named mike moe he's the founder of global silicon valley gsv Mm -hmm. so if you want to google him he is a rock star huge commitment how did you get him to stop by pittsburgh again i know he has some pittsburgh ties but like yeah we've just connected over the years he's always you worked your magic once again He's always stayed connected to Pittsburgh, even though Bill Campbell passed away, who uh, was truly a rock star. And people don't know and, Bill Campbell, the founder of Intuit. Right. And, and, a, homestead and guy. a homestead guy, nonetheless. Yeah. Right, exactly. Who, who has done a lot for the high school and homestead and, mm-hmm. and for other things in our region. But um, so Mike Moe, who's also a Midwesterner by birth, has just loved Pittsburgh. Yeah. Kind so of he's coming a... back. He cares about the new world of work. What does it mean? And uh, he actually helped spawn something called GSV and ASU, which is Arizona State University. It's okay. a huge conference that he um, is GSV done. GSV and PGH. I know, right? That's yeah. why I always. Okay. Right? <laughs> I know you're thinking about that. I know, which is, always, <laughs> which is always clever. So we're excited about that. That's an opportunity for to us to do a little bit more of a deep dive inside schools and uh, connect teachers. Totally. And Make sure that they understand what tools are out there, have a chance for them to collaborate and uh, talk about the classroom, yeah. look at the trends in learning, so and if, get that entire, like I like to say, ecosystem together. Definitely. Well, speaking of the ecosystem, him being part of the ecosystem in Pittsburgh means I'm hoping some sort of a get-together at Duke's. Yeah, we're working on that. In Homestead. Right. My favorite place to have a beer in Homestead. It is. It's yeah. a great place. But he also has a place next door now, if you've seen it. I know. It. It's like a pizza oven over there. It's, it's, it's a like a stunner place. It's like an, it's I think like it's a... called Athon. Okay. I can, I'm trying to remember. It's the corner streets right I drive, there. I drive past it. I don't know the name, but I've, I could smell it. It's and excellent. And I'm like, I think it's I need to go It's absolutely excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Very different than Duke's, but definitely but they're connected. worth the trip. They're like right next to each other. They're right next to each other, but you have to walk outside. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I'm excited about them coming so, to town yeah. to lead up Tretzi. Very I mean, excited. To bring that so kind if you go to here. our website and you can look, you can see Tretzi. Yeah. You can see some info about that. Of course, you can see about uh, Tech 50. And, of course, we will be getting ready to move into our new space in Alloy, um, near Alloy 26, at Nova, Nova Place, Place. Exactly. at Nova Place, right We're, near Federal Galley. So you're right across from Federal Galley. I know, which is I've really already great. devised a system of pipes and conveyor belts. Oh, my gosh. That will bring over drinks Have and Have you food. ever seen their Sunday brunches? No. Oh, my god! So gosh. you've been to a Sunday brunch No, there. one what? of our peeps, Brian Kennedy, went there and took his kids, and it was some really fancy Sunday brunch. Really? 
Okay. That was a very special, like... Is this the way to get us to work on Sundays, too? It is. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking that's pretty amazing. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> Brunch is served. So we're, we're excited to be on the north side. We're excited about getting engaged in the community there. Because totally. we want to get to get, know the community. We want to participate with them and vice versa. Yeah, I mean, so we've that's been, exciting. We've been in our temporary space on Isabella Street for a couple months, kind right. of getting used to the neighborhood. Right. And I want I, us to do a walking tour yeah. of the north side. I've just been and, so pleasantly surprised about how cool the neighborhood is. And just, I, I feel like the tech council now is so much more like on the precipice of being plugged in right. closer to the right. community to where, really to where the entrepreneurs are, where the companies are. Right. We're not isolated. And then the anymore. Children's Museum is yeah. right there. you got the Warhol. You've got City of Asylum. Absolutely. Lots of exciting things that are happening there. I think it's fantastic. So, Audrey, today's show, we got, as I would say, I haven't used this word in a while, a humdinger of a show. Oh, my so gosh. So we have Sean McGowan stopping by from CMU's Employer Relations Office, and we have uh, Rich Lunak stopping by to talk about 20 years of innovation works. And hack this, help the kids from the Citroen 33 Foundation. That's People fun. Yeah, I heard I'm you might be, be a judge. I'm going to judge. Yeah. I think that's pretty heroic. Absolutely. The thinking that's going to go on in that, so I'm very excited. Well, we're coming right back with more Tech Vibe, as we said. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. Learn more about the Pittsburgh Technology Council by going to pghtech.org and follow us on Twitter at pghtech. Yeah. So we're going to jump in. Perfect. You ready? Let's go. Good. So glad you're joining us here on Tech Vibe Radio tonight. And Audrey, yeah, we have one heck of a guest with us right now. Yeah, like, this is so impressive. It's not that often you get to hang out with folks like this. That's all I can say. No. I mean, I want to say I'm glad I don't on some level. That's a good point. But I'm glad that he does the work that he does. How about that? Exactly right. Is that good? So who do we have in the house? We have George Mezriegos, Chief of Pediatric Transplant at Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh. Chief of, I mean, this is, I mean, what a crazy, I'm like, wait a second, man. You hold people's lives in your hands every day, children's lives in your hands every day. We're honored to have you here. Yeah, we are so honored. Thanks yeah. so much, Jonathan, I mean, Audrey. It's great so to be here. So here you are also the co-chair of a new hackathon. It's a new hackathon to benefit Children's Hospital. But do a little bit of a deep dive. Talk about that. Thank you. We're excited to bring together our technology and innovation partners are university thinkers and students and creative minds to the problems that we face on a daily basis. And what's exciting about this is it brings together, makes a space for uh, our university students and leaders to think about in creative ways and come up with solutions to some of the problems that we deal day in and day out. Well, with. like, can you give us some examples? Sure. There's so many, so many examples. Some of the ones that are, uh, I think, the listeners will. Uh, really resonate with are things like infections that happen in the hospital. How do you uh, think of creative solutions to decrease those? Uh, adherence to medications. The medicines are important to save your life or, or complete a therapy, but they're challenging uh, to continue right. and to take them over right. a period of time. And to interrupt our listeners, so this is the Hack This Help Kids Hackathon. It's happening on October the 5th, so we're okay. just a week away on this thing. Right. We're so, we're so excited that there are participants uh, from all over the country that have registered. I think we have really. I know that's so interesting. It's fantastic. How did that happen? Well, we we got the word out through uh, Major League Hacking, which is our partner in organizing right. gotcha. uh, the uh, hackathon, uh, and then word of mouth in in this uh, in this community of of hackers that 
have been doing this for really some time in other right. fields, but we're hoping to really bring that excitement and energy around pediatric health care. Right. Just, it was an area I would never thought to have this kind of come together. And who's making this kind of happen is the uh, the Citroen 33 Foundation is, is really that kind of got this thing kind of kicked off. We want to give some some credit there as well, too, because that's such such a great work to be thinking about this and to, to bring people from around the world here to Pittsburgh to solve these types of problems. And then Audrey... You're a judge on one of these things. I, I, I we just realized that I'm, I'm like, wait a second. Honored. There's too much cool stuff going on here right now. That is awesome. I just, I mean, I sort Audrey of said, us, so. I, yeah, that's what I said. Pediatrics, healthcare, helping kids. You know, I mean, like, yeah. that's sort of a no-brainer. Absolutely, we're uh, we're excited to be at the Tepper Quad at CMU. I know it's beautiful. I had my first board meeting there. Fantastic. I, I brought my board there. Yeah, it's, it's so. fantastic space and. Uh, and it's going to be a 24-hour period of just uh, great intensity and uh, energy around these issues. Sure. So uh, we understand there's almost 400 registered participants, but people can still register. I was going to ask you, so there's still, still time to register me part of it. So, so they ha- there's there's actually a URL, right, that yes. you can go to. You can go to um, help kids, uh, hackthishelpkids.com and, and register today. Just that well, So what's your yeah. hope for this? What's your hope? Our hope is that we would uh, design and have an event that really would be a kickoff to an ongoing way to stimulate uh, innovation in healthcare for children. Um, we hope that this would be a, uh, an example that, that we and others can build on in the future. We're hoping to do this for transplantation actually a year from now. Uh, but as an example, we, we really aspire that this would create so much enthusiasm and some actual solutions to these real problems that I mentioned, and we're going to have uh, 10 or 15 of them that are going to be uh, really uh, displayed as possible areas of focus, and the teams will get to work. But we really hope that we'll get practical solutions to these, and then it'll stimulate further prog- programs like this uh, around the country and really around the world. Well, selfishly here for Pittsburgh, um, if I can just speak to that, what's exciting to me is that while we have a closely knit community on many levels, not on all levels, but on many levels, that people will, for the first time, sort of get to peel back and understand what are the problems that you're wrestling with. So what are they similar to other problems? Are they distinctly different? And today, people like to be engaged in terms of being helpful by understanding and connecting, not just writing checks. So I'm very excited by this because I think it opens up a new dimension into engagement and in an area that we probably haven't figured out ways to, to be engaged. I think that's a great point. I think once people see the ways that they can contribute to actual solutions that right. are impacting children and that that, that solution is going to impact a family and, and then a, a whole a whole generation. Right. It's just uh, That's what I idea. love about today in 2018. Like when I was growing up, I used to have ideas, but you wouldn't know how to ever penetrate them. And today we're now trying to break down those silos. And this is just another one of those silos that we're chiseling away at. I love that idea. Thank you for your openness to that. To this. Oh, it's uh, the, because it's intimidating for the rest of us who, like Jonathan, didn't yeah. go to medical school. I couldn't do it. You know, you couldn't do it. <laughs> so you know, your life. But I want to help. A little siloed, right? Right. No, absolutely. We we really believe honestly at, that this this event is all about partnership with our community, with mm-hmm. universities, with um, these brilliant minds that are thinking about issues and and can really help 
kids. Yeah. And, and but all they don't need to necessarily do just, know all your problems. Exactly. They just need to get connected right. and, and become aware of this. And, and then the community who supports this is part of that. So, so we, what are there really winners at the end of this? There are. There are. Um, there's some um, prizes for really? the, the top winners, and you're gonna you're gonna have a, a, a say in that. That's right. Because money, <laughs> money, money, and fame. <laughs> money fame. and fame. Absolutely. Our two favorite things here at Tech Vibe Radio. <laughs> well, I also know that we're gonna have a keynote by um, Thomas Tull, the founder and CEO of Tulco. So that's very exciting. It'll be super exciting. He's, uh, as you know, he's recently come back to Pittsburgh. Yep. And, right. Uh, yeah. It's going to be. Uh, he was not a boomeranger, by the way. He just came to Pittsburgh. <laughs> he just came to Pittsburgh. Right. It's the place to, to be. And he's he's so excited to be a participant in this, uh, as is um, all of the, the team members and, and leaders. And mm-hmm. I think it's going to be an opportunity to. Well, it's also an expertise. area that many people who are in computer science and software development or DevOps or whatever don't think about in terms of an opportunity for their own career. Exactly, exactly. And I think what um, what CMU and our and our partners have really emphasized is the ability to um, to really give give a space for th- these type of institutions, industries, support, and partners to to be part of the mm-hmm. of the uh, program. I cannot wait. We have to have you stop back to tell us about some of the results from this because I think there's going to be some crazy stuff that we weren't even thinking about that's going to come out of this. I'm just so excited to see the results. We would love to give you a good report, and yeah. hopefully this will be one of many. Oh, for sure. I'm so glad you got to spend time with us to talk about this. To remind everyone to go to, you know, Hack This, Help Kids. There's still time to participate. That the, Tepper, the new Tepper Quad, I mean, it's an amazing building, an amazing cause. It but is. Really thank the Citroen 33 Foundation for lining this up. And you know, we've been uh, talking to Dr. George Mazaregos, the chief of pediatric transplantation at UPMC, took time off to talk to us. Really great stuff. So glad you could hang out with us in the studio today and talk about this great cause. Thank you. It's been a delight to be here and uh, looking forward to uh, to letting you know all that is accomplished. Thank Very you. Very cool. This is why we love doing the show, Audrey. How really often do we get great. to hang out with guys like this and talk about causes like this? Not too often, so that's why we're glad to do it here on Tech Vibe. So, hey, we're coming back with more. I swear. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Rousseau. Learn more about us at pghtech.org. Follow us on Twitter at pghtech. So glad you're joining us tonight here on Tech Vibe Radio. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Rousseau. And Audrey, you know, my three favorite letters, C, M, and U. I love them. And that combination exactly. Okay. It's fun. I mean, it's one of our top resources. He's a pit, he's a pit grad. And I'm a pit oh, grad. yeah. Exactly. I, and I love Carnegie <laughs> Mellon University. These guys are kicking some butt. Well, we see Pitt right in the backyard. I mean, we, that tower looms right over. It does. It casts that shadow at the, just the yeah, right Pitt's time. Yeah, Pitt's letting you know. Yeah, that, that's, it's an intimidation factor. And yeah. our, our marketing, you still have the cathedral behind there. Absolutely. Really? Yeah. If you, you can't, see, like, white that out? No, we try. But, I mean, you can tell there's, there's a little shape of the clouds that aren't supposed to be. Exactly. <laughs> wow. You, you need some technology help there. Uh, yeah, we'll try. I, I think I know a couple of people. They might know a few folks at Carnegie Mellon. So, hey, we're talking to Sean McGowan and... So, Sean, what do you do at Carnegie Mellon University? Let our listeners know. Fill us in. Who is Sean McGowan? Well, it's so funny. Whenever my, my mom or dad asks me, like, what do you do at the college? I try to explain to them, and they go, so <laughs> you work in the, the residence hall? I'm like, no, nowhere near. I, I haven't said that. <laughs> oh they they go gosh. back to when I was younger, and I was an RA. But I, I've been working in, uh, for colleges for, for a couple years now. And uh, at Carnegie Mellon, I work uh, with the employer relations we actually, our, our office is called the Career and Professional Development Center. Gotcha. So what we do is we have two separate sides of the office. We have one side that's focused on coaching students. We have consultants that work with each one of the academic units. 
uh, in terms of what their major is, what they're looking to go into. And then our side of the house does everything in terms of employer relations, employer development, career partnerships. You know, what we'll do is we'll onboard a lot of the employers. So whether they're coming and it's their first time recruiting at CMU or if it's maybe their fourth or fifth year and they're trying to figure out, you know, what other strategies can I implement? What, you know, what are right. some things that I can really do that can, can differentiate us? Or, you know, what are some things that are going on with other employers that students are really trying to, to, to they're really gravitating towards? So we, we try to work with them and each employer is different. And I think that's why our office is there is because each employer's needs are different. Each employer yeah. culture is different. Uh, and we help bring to them what, what the students are looking for and, and how to attract a CMU student. So what are some of the trends? What are some of the changes that you're seeing? So one of the things that I, I'm seeing is it's it's more competitive than I've ever seen it before. Really? Very, very much so. When we When we look especially at even our fairs, we're selling out. A month, a month ahead of time. You know, tech students is is where employers are, are looking to recruit. Well, you have mm-hmm. such a, a talent pool at the university that I know every 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 company that needs this type of skill set, whether it's artificial intelligence, engineering, you name it, across the board, what Carnegie Mellon does, like you're the first stop they want to go to. And so you have to be like oversubscribed. <laughs> yeah, and it's so true. I mean, and one of the things that a lot of employers come to us and they say. You know, we're looking for a computer science students, and that's great. That's like, that's, are you? Hmm, <laughs> perhaps I could find one or two for you. <laughs> and we, we, we always want to direct them. And our computer science program is amazing. So many talented it's students. Top ranked in the world. Definitely. Yeah. You know, we're number one in a, in a lot of different polls. And, and when you look at the institution itself, it's so tech, technologically focused in, in all, all aspects. So we do have computer science, but we also have this College of Engineering with our uh, electrical computer engineering. We also have in our Dietrich College of Humanities and Social Science, we have information systems, data science, and statistics. In our Mellon College of Science, our mathematics, our physics, we have so many different tech students or students that have right. technological right. skills. So we try to tell employers don't look at Carnegie Mellon through through uh, you know binoculars. You're going to miss out on all the rest. Interesting, right? right. Well, what about this year's um, entry class for artificial intelligence? Yeah, so this year with the, with the AI, it's the first year that they're doing it, and we're it's going to be increasing throughout each year. And then students in the second and third year will be able to take courses in artificial intelligence. Oh, good. Yeah, so they'll have that opportunity to go into that program, and it'll increase. Um, but the school, the the undergraduate class is around right now one sixty five, one seventy. I think it's going to be over around two hundred. You know, so that'll forward. be interesting for mm-hmm. companies to know about now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's a lot of information on our website with the CMU and AI. And we've been doing AI in multiple different right. colleges and uh, across the board. And now we're starting to brand it. And it's definitely something that we're, we're really looking forward towards the future. And employers are asking about. They're saying, we want to make sure that we get in here so we can talk to these students and see you know, now, what, things, what problems early, that they can solve. Right. Yep, early. And, mm-hmm. and so what about Pittsburgh? Do we have a chance in terms of... You know, engaging with these students? You do. We do. And I, I, I say I say we do because we do have a lot of employers that are coming here and also employers that, let's say, were West Coast based but now have offices in Pittsburgh. We're starting to see that as a popular um, tactic used mm-hmm. by employers is to say, you know what? We need to be there because for the whole rest of the year, we need to be able to engage with these students. Right. And these students need to be touched multiple times of the year and keep their attention. Uh, you know, speaking with employers, even our, our most well-known employers, they're telling us it's competitive. We, we're just because we're company A right. doesn't mean that that's an automatic, that students are going to come to us. Interesting, and we, right. And we have students that 
are interested in those small startup companies. I, I when we look at Pittsburgh itself, between robotics and art, uh, right. with autonomous vehicles, when you look at places like Delphi and Uber, ATG, Argo AI, that's definitely something that Carnegie Mellon students are interested right. in, and it's so, a hot topic. I mean, as an example as to how how just insanely cool the talent coming out of Carnegie Mellon is. So back in the uh, at the uh, end of summer, I went in to go interview. Uh, Farnham Jahanian, the new president mm-hmm. at Carnegie Mellon for our TEQ interview. And I'm sitting in the uh, the lobby waiting for him to come out. And there's a student that came in to meet with, like a, I believe, a career counselor. And he had just graduated. And he's working at Uber, mm-hmm. doing stuff on some vision stuff there. And she's like, well, do you like it? He's like, eh, it's kind of boring. It gets by. I'm thinking this is like a dream job for someone to be like, I'm working at Uber, you know, and I'm developing like autonomous systems. He's like, I'd probably rather take some of this technology to third world countries where he had some ideas he wanted to go back to school for. So he was more interested in actually going back to school and learning than getting into the marketplace. And I'm like, this, this, this guy could write his ticket anywhere he wants to go. And he's thinking about going back and getting more skills and maybe taking it to the third world, which I think is really cool. And our students are so, I mean, there's so many stories each, each month. I'm just, you know, baffled by some of the things that our students are doing. You know, last year we had a student who was shipping supplies over into Puerto Rico that, you know, Humanitarian efforts and solving problems, I think, is something that is very, uh, very similar to CMU or, or very cognizant to CMU. They're they're looking for ways to solve problems. So when I talk to students, it's never like, "What do you want to do?" It's always, "What problems do I want right. to solve?" solve. Yeah, and, that's so cool. I love it. And when I talk to employers, I say, "Don't focus on what your benefits are or what your pay is. You know, focus on what problems are you going to solve? How because, they can make an impact, right? Exactly, and that's going to help." Any employer, especially our Pittsburgh employers that maybe aren't on the West Coast, because we have students that, that they don't know. They want to go to the West Coast, they, Silicon Valley, but Pittsburgh is really starting to, to make a name for itself. Every time I talk to students about Pittsburgh, they say, I didn't realize Pittsburgh had this, or I didn't realize right. you could do this in Pittsburgh. Exactly. And now I will say cost of living is something that young students don't always know about. So when I talk with employers and they're saying, well, I'll just talk about the cost of living, I say, yeah, that's something you you might want to mention, but I would really focus more on the teams that they can work on, what technology they're going to use. Good strategy. You know, because the cost of living, they haven't, many of them haven't paid bills or they haven't, they don't know what it's like until (laughs) maybe three or four years out and they go, oh, wow, it is really expensive to live here and I want to have a house. I want to raise a family. I want to have kids. I talk with employers all the time that say, you know what, we didn't get any students out of right out of college, but five years down the road, they go, hey, remember we talked at that career fair? I'm thinking about moving back to Pittsburgh. I'm thinking about this company. I'm thinking about your company. So there's a long-term play for a lot of companies out there that are recruiting. Just because you don't get someone in the first semester doesn't Mm -hmm. mean three or four years later you have made an impression. So that's why you got to be consistent and stay at it. Exactly. So, Sean, what are a couple top tips for employers out there if they want to engage with, with Carnegie mm-hmm. Mellon? What are the expectations and some top tips to make a good start trying to tap into this awesome talent pool that you guys are graduating every year? I'm so happy you asked that. So one of the things that we've been trying to do at, at Carnegie Mellon at the CPDC is putting together onboarding material. So first things first, I would obviously look at our website, and you can actually look at all of the, the tools that we've put. We have a four-step recruiting guide. We have a digital strategy guide. We've got all of your stats, outcomes data. You can see who's hired students in the past. What are wow. they getting salary-wise right. so that you can be competitive? You know, yeah. You're like, we'll offer this guy $70,000 a year. Well, they're offering him one fifty over there. No, and it's so right. true. And now, salary isn't the most important thing when it projects. comes... Projects. It's projects. It's projects. You know, when we ask students all the time, it's, it's culture, it's projects, it's the team, it's the mentor. Who's going to be my supervisor? That's so important. And do they identify with the supervisor? Also, for the recruiter, 
another thing is is being there for the student and not I use the term ghosting. Yeah. You know, ghost don't ghost students. <laughs> so bad. You know, I hear that a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't ghost students. Yeah, you gotta get Yeah, well I heard from them and nothing. <laughs> exactly. And that makes an impression forever. Yeah. Even if they come back. Exactly. And recruiters are that first person that that student will, you know, go into. And and the other thing is bringing someone who talks shop, who talks tech. Yeah. Our recruiters are great. We, we really, I really appreciate all the work that they do. But when you're coming to engage with our students. Bring the folks they're working with. They'll be working with, right? Exactly. Exactly. Very, very cool. So, wow. so way cool. So no one's tried to recruit you. No, no one's tried to recruit me yet. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe down the road. You need more hacking skills and some AI skills first, I, and then they'll be all over you, right? The only thing I know about Java, I thought it was coffee. Yeah, you know, so. <laughs> me too. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, I like That's mine hot. comforting. Yeah. It's, it's something, uh, but it, it is really interesting to be around these students all the time. You walk past any student in a, in a common area, and they've got code on their screen. They're working in teams. They're student clubs. They're trying to do passion projects right. on the side. Yeah. There's so many so things. So amazing. That's why it I've always amazing. told Audrey, it is one of the top resources that made Pittsburgh what it is today is having mm-hmm. Carnegie Mellon and the other the other universities as well too. But CMU in my mind is just like whoa, like it, it's just got that recognition that it makes Pittsburgh pop. That's for sure. Yeah, and places like Duolingo with Louis Van On and him and what he's doing and the award he just won at MIT. Know. You know, so it's just so many things that you know, and he's a perfect example of someone that's trying to help. Like he's helping languages in third world countries. That's what Duolingo is, is another purpose for it. So Absolutely. it's that other, it's the other aspects of CMU that, that really are ingrained in the student culture and the culture of CMU and Pittsburgh. Great, great stuff. Thank you so much for being Thank here. You. Yeah. Hopefully you, you've got so much energy. Yeah. So hopefully you have some time to enjoy Pittsburgh. I will. It's my first year here. I've been here for a full year now. And my wife and I are just loving it. That's awesome. It's great. That's what we want to hear. Hey, yeah. we're taking a quick break. We're coming back with more Tech Vibe, I swear. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. Learn more about us at the Pittsburgh Technology Council by going to pghtech.org. Way too much fun. Every Friday night, Audrey, we get to talk to some of the greatest people that are really this part of it. This is fun. This is a treat. Yeah. I realized he hadn't. I didn't realize he hadn't been here. I know. I'd have been taking the show on the road a couple times last time I, I talked know. to Rich. You had to bring the show to him. I did. Wow. I packed up the van and everything. Forget yeah. that. I need him here. Now in that the I studio. know where it is. I'm just going to drop in unannounced. <laughs> you in could. In the studio. <laughs> you could become like the fifth Beatle of the show and just ask questions. <laughs> or put the band back together. You should. Yes. Oh, absolutely. My gosh. Let's do it. I've been playing guitar a lot lately, so I feel like I'm ready. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I'm ready for the stage dives. Okay. <laughs> you ready to do some, 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 some surfing? Are you? Are you like oh, a totally. backup vocalist? Oh, I I sometimes sit in with Rage Against the Machine, you know, a yeah. lot of my favorite From bands. From time to time. Oh, wow. <laughs> Rage Against the Machine. I just saw someone play some music of theirs and using all kid instruments. Oh, oh wow. That's kind of cool. Right? Cool. Isn't that cool? Pretty cool. Nothing like hearing that with a xylophone. I know. Really, really gets the I angst I wish out. I could have a xylophone. Well, let's just <laughs> jump in. We so, have Rich Lunak in the house. Absolutely. Hey, Rich. How are you? you? He runs Innovation Works. How long have you been at Innovation Works for? I've been there since 2005. Wow. Do you know okay. the math of that? Do you know how many years that makes? 13. 13 years. So that's... <laughs> Just wondered if you could do the math. No recreational drugs today. <laughs> Nothing. No, 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 no. But that's, no, so that is more than half of the 20 years that IW yes, has been in Pittsburgh investing in companies. So that's... Wow. Very cool. Quite excellent. And that's what we want to talk about today is 20 years. You got a, a crazy barbecue back at the end of summer. 
Like it was off <laughs> it the was hook. A lot of, it was a lot of fun. It was. I, it, I and was you out were, of town. That was cool. I was in the crowd listening to all the impact. And I was like, we got to get Rich in to really talk about what you guys have done over the past 20 years. Because you guys have really been a huge piece of what's making Pittsburgh. And the, Pittsburgh and the cool thing was it was, uh, I don't think we realized it until we started looking at everything. But okay. it was 10, 20 years for Innovation Works. Yeah. The 10-year anniversary right. for Alpha Lab. Right. Oh, right. Five-year five right. anniversary for, for Alpha Lab Gear and right. Riverfront Ventures. So they all. Oh, wow. Felt, They're all divisible by five. I know. You need a T-shirt There's for that. Something, There's something five to the power of. It, it's seriously. Right. Huh. That's, that's cool. That's so cool. every five years. Something with that. Yep. Something so, with so that. So in five years, you'll have to. Schedule us we'll back do, on the show for something. Well, you'll have to set our, something. We'll set our calendars. We'll to do something. <laughs> so, Rich, real fast, tell our listeners, IW, give us the, the, the quick 30-second pitch so they know what you're about. And we're going to talk about some of these, these cool numbers. Yeah, so we're a regional nonprofit that helps entrepreneurs build great tech companies here in southwestern PA. And over the years, we've we've had a chance to work with some of the you know, most successful startups in our region. It's really fun. We we invest broadly across all tech sectors. Right. So everything from life science companies to software to robotics. Yep. And um, it, it's really great. These are, these are all entrepreneurs that are looking to change the world and make the next great Pittsburgh tech company. And you're always seeing the latest and the greatest. You're seeing the it ideas is. that are just about companies that need that first shot of investment to get them going. Yeah. And it's really invigorating to work with so many passionate people. And, sure. Uh, um, so it's it's been a lot of fun. Absolutely. So talk about some of the highlights. Talk. Let's get to yeah. go through some data points so people yeah. can understand that. So the I think the really cool thing about having the anniversary like this is that you can look at things for a longer period of time. And, you know, by by doing that, I think in a lot of cases, progress in this space is hard to measure over months or even so a year long, or so, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But, if, but if you look over a longer period of time, you see some great trends. And so as an example, over the last um, 10 years, we've seen the number of companies approaching us for help grow over uh, about 300%. Really? We've seen investment uh, in companies in the region go up 200%. Number of companies funded over, over this, 100%. Over this 20-year period? Over the 10, the ten last years. 10 years. Ten years. Right. Okay. And okay. then over the last 10 years, things like uh, university licenses and spin-outs right. going up as dramatically. So, you know, you can see a lot of, a lot of the momentum right. that you just feel is happening. You see it on right. paper. It's actually then, on a spreadsheet. You and can... then you layer on, you know, things that have been happening on the landscape. Restaurants. In terms of the restaurants, <laughs> that's right. But all the corporate anchors we now have, right. the uh, momentum, number of grassroots right. organizations and support organizations. It, it makes you feel good about where we're headed regionally and the fact that we've got a lot of, a lot of momentum and energy. Right. So what, let our listeners know, like, about how many jobs have been created? So about 12,000 in these startup companies. In the last 10 years? In the last 20, in in the the last, 20 years. In the 20, 20 years. years. 12,000 okay. uh, net new jobs. And um, What about capital? And capital, about $2.2 billion. Wow. And how does, how does that, where do we sit? Yeah. 
like, you know, yeah. in terms of other cities in that space? So I would say we're one of the fastest growing regions. So if you look over that period of time, we've been outpacing national averages. We are, um, I like to describe to people, uh, we're we're probably well outpacing Pure cities that you would think of in the Midwest, the St. Louis's, the Cleveland's, the Cincinnati's, but not quite at the level of the tier two, say, entrepreneurial cities of like a Seattle or an Austin. We still have a little ways to go. Mm-hmm. But at this growth rate, you know, yeah, hopefully we'll get there. Yeah, at this growth rate, yeah. what do you think? I, th- I think we're closing the gap. What we um, need to have more of is we, we still have never had that really big IPO or exit no. or things It's been a that, long time. It's like I think the free markets was system, like the last right? really well, big and one. You, and you look at a Seattle that's had like an Amazon or Microsoft or even like a Dell in Houston, right? They've, exactly. They, they really have like a step function change. So we've been, we've been um, you know, having really impressive growth, but I, I think we need like a Duolingo to IPO or right. a company like that, right, right, to have a really big bang. Well, you know what's so interesting? There's like this one outlier, a city, Salt Lake City. Yes. Like that is such an outlier. Like one year they had like seven IPOs or something. Yeah. You know, occasionally you'll see a a city like that that'll just um, have, you know, like a Groupon in Chicago or things, right, that that tend to really fluctuate their their, their data. But Salt Lake City's had more than Chicago. Provo. And, And they've. They've become sort of like a bedroom community for the West Coast. See, right? that's so what I Silicon think. Valley. Great place I think they just people just go to ski and hang out. To a company right. while you're there, right? That's right. <laughs> okay, so that doesn't count. But Pittsburgh's a lot cooler. You know? Yeah, I would but agree. That doesn't count. Yeah, that doesn't count. I'm always yeah. curious about that. I, I think it's I, just I a vacation Powder Mountain spot. when you got Seven Springs. I mean, come yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Right. I love Seven Springs. Exactly. Hidden Valley. So, so that piece is interesting to me. So, yeah. So we need that. And then what about, um, what do you think about the next year ahead? I mean, there's, you know, there's always, everyone's always afraid that, you know, the financial, um, you know, the markets are going to change and there's a bubble and things like that. What's your sort of prognosis? I, you know, I think if, if you look at, uh, you know, public markets and things like that, it's strong venture has been, funds nationally have been raising a lot more capital. Now, right. A lot of that's not necessarily in funds in our region of the country, but um, venture is raising a lot of money and there's a fair amount, you know, a lot being invested. I think what's exciting to me, though, is some of our uh, local trends, uh, particularly things like, you know, we, we are now a hub, legitimate hub for a lot of global tech players like yeah, you know, Ford and Uber Density's and there. We got them Google here. and yep. Facebook right. and Amazon and right. others. Uh, and those, I, I think, are bringing in, you know, uh, a lot of uh, talent and investment. And then areas that we've traditionally been strong in, like robotics, AI, machine learning and things, are very hot. So I, I think, again, those kinds of things put us on the map. So, f- for example, we partnered with CMU in the spring to do a robotics and AI oh, right. venture yeah. fair. Right in a hundred and fifty right. investors out a lot around of the investors. country. Yeah. Sure did. Fifty venture funds. Right. The I love of seeing you, out of town. I love seeing you focus it like that because that's where yeah. our, our recognized strengths are and it proved it right there when you get that many investors coming well, in. So I, so those those trends make me really hopeful right. for where we're What headed. about materials? What about like we have such a legacy so, 
in material science. You know, we've we've got a lot of good advanced material companies. Interestingly, recently, uh, we've had a fair amount of strategics investors come in to look at companies in the space. In fact, as luck would have it this evening, I'm meeting with a VC that's interested in the materials space right. in in the East End. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, and we've got a lot of really promising early stage companies like Interface right. Materials, They've Liquid got, X, yeah. and others that have some good momentum. momentum and shield. they have and they have the other thing I like about those is that they actually have people with deep expertise that are surrounding them, yeah. either on their advisory board or mentoring them or yeah. investing in them. And we've got, as you know, the industry talent to support right. with Nova Chemical right. and Cavestro and PPG, Elco, and others. We've we've mm-hmm. got um, Gravitas and that, those mm-hmm. sectors. For sure. Yeah, but those list- are harder to launch very often. They are, and I would say there have traditionally not been a lot of um, venture investors that look to invest in advanced materials. One of the harder sectors it's sometimes to attract capital. Long yeah. timeline on All those right. as well, so too. We, yeah. I hate that we have to wrap up. We've got a couple but what are left. some yeah. What are some key points? What yeah. do you want people to really know? you got so, 20 years in. Exactly. Yeah, I would I would say, first of all, some really good momentum in the region uh, and, and uh, great progress. I think uh, we have reason to be bullish. Uh, the fact that our uh, feeder systems like the universities are doubling down, right, right, right. Uh, attraction of corporate anchors, and for uh, people that want to get involved in this community, either as an investor, corporate partner, okay. uh, talent, uh, you know, organizations like the Tech Council and Innovation Works are here to help you get plugged in and get access to that community and would love to to see that um, talent, you know, people be part of uh, helping us Absolutely. continue that momentum. So go, go to uh, innovationworks.org. Yes, and, and Alpha learn. Lab and Alpha Lab Gear. Exactly, which I think are amazing organizations that you guys spun to really get that activity bubbling. And so glad to have you here and talk about 20 years. Uh, likewise, it's always mm-hmm. great to be nice. here. And, Thank you. And uh, a great plug for the Tech Council. You guys are such an important part of building this ecosystem, both helping startups and entrepreneurs, but really plugging them into the cool. tech community here. So we thanks appreciate for everything that. you we do. appreciate that. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can now come back anytime you want on Tech Vibe Radio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thanks, Rich. Rich Lunak from Innovation Works. 20 years of really getting companies up and going here, really making Pittsburgh pop as far as that goes. Hey, another show under the belt, Audrey. I don't know what happens, know. but every time Friday, to time to go sit Lots in traffic. Lots of milestones, though. I know. Lots of milestones. Gives you a lot to, to think about and a lot to be excited for the future about, so... I think it's great. Anyhow, learn more about us at pghtech.org. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. Have a great weekend, everyone. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.